Oh, um, I didn't fart. I swear, I would tell you if I did. You already know that. I mean, just kidding. Girls don't fart. Yes, we do. No, we don't. Yes, we do, and it smells like roses. I just don't think that um, air comes out of there. Well, I don't know about you, but mine does. Nope. Um, actually, I would. Yes. I don't want to ever have my man see me fart ever. Oh, honey, you'll get over. I this was shit. thinking the other you'll day. You'll get over this shit. Clara. Can you imagine holding your farts for the rest of your life? Hell no. I mean, unless he catches me. A little sneaky. But listen, you'll get there, and it's gonna be beautiful. The moment you 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 have la confianza to just. Oh no, yeah. I'm never gonna get that confident. I during the break, as you guys know from the beginning, I was alone. I didn't do my eyebrows in like five days. I didn't tweeze my chin hair. I was like out here. And in my head I went, someone's gonna have to love this. And they someone's will. Someone's gonna have to why love it, me. Why is it not lovable? In my bonnet, in why my chin it, hair. Why is it not lovable? Do you love me less when I have my mustache grown? <laughs> yeah, I do actually. Honestly, you should get. You should do something <laughs> about that. Clara, it's been a lot. I, I'm happy that you brought it up actually. <laughs> I've been meaning to talk to you about it because on camera, <laughs> Looking like Claro. Claro, Carlitos. <laughs> Carlitos popping up sometimes. But hey, it is what it is. We're human, you know? <laughs> oh, okay, We're, I'm ready now. Ooh. Hey, Father. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. So, what story are we getting into today? Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay, switching it up. Okay, got it. Yeah, call back later. <gasps> you guys, this week we're going to talk a little bit about how the Lord is always faithful. Welcome to another episode of Bible <laughs> Stories with me, Brianda. Brianda. And of course, another week, La Clara NYC, my baby girl in the color mint. Yes. I love your mint sweater, Clara. I think that's my favorite color. Clara, that color makes me happy. You know, there are some colors that just make you taste good stuff, mm -hmm. or make you feel good stuff. Yep. That color is one of them. Thank you so much because I've been having a shitty day. Oh, well, there you go. Well, before I talked about my shitty day, baby, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. You can tell I'm going to therapy. <laughs> I'm good, thank Learn you. to ask about others. Learn to be normal. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, my day is going terrible! <laughs> No, seriously, you're you're good. I'm Bummer. good. I'm good. How are you? Ugh, oh, I thought you'd never ask, <laughs> Clara. I I I. It's the week before my period, and the week before my period, dude. Uh, hi, Tangie, off the rip. Sorry. Do you know we have a 63 percent male YouTube audience? Huh. That that swapped. That's what. Yeah, it was 70 something. Female. Female at the beginning. No, but now Bible Stories has a 63% male uh, male uh, demo and uh, whatever the math is, woman, demo. Yeah, we'll leave it How there. nutty. But anywho, at my period. <laughs> it's the week before my period. Uh, they're probably married. The guys that watch this are all married and I have know. children. Oh, yeah. I love, oh, yay, unionship. Oh, I love a committed man. Anywho, um, I mean, respectfully, not like I don't want to, okay, but whatever. We, we get it. We get it. I am so saddened, and I was triggered. I was triggered this week, and you want to know why? Why? What happened? <sighs> I spent this Christmas by myself. I've been spending a whole lot of... Why? Well, can I tell you why? Sorry, sorry, carry on. No, 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 I'll tell you why. Clara, it's a very good question. Because I thought I had COVID, one. Oh, no. But I had the worst ear infection. I like spending the holidays with my family. Yeah, of course. Especially because I don't, like, really have that many, like, family here, friends here. Yeah. Like, so when I am home, I like to, like, be all up in my family. Because you're going, might as well spend, you Exactly. Know. But this time's been different. It feels different. It felt like Christmas wasn't really Christmas this year and New Year's wasn't really New Year's this year. Oh. And not only that, to add salt to the wound... Mm -hmm. Let's talk about my neighbor, Jake. Oh, your neighbor, Jake, yeah. What's up with him? Let's, let's talk about, our, I hope we never watch this. Hey, Jake. It's just me and him in the building, you know. We, we help each other out. We sign up for, for packages. Yeah. We're very great neighbors. Yeah. Girl, this holiday season, his mail, well, no. The last month, his mailbox hasn't been working. Okay. So a lot of his mail has been being placed into my 
mailbox. Okay. This holiday season. What did he get? Jacob got a lot of things. <laughs> Jacob got a lot of cards. And he's loved by a lot of people. Okay? And I know Barbara in Maine gave him a lot of money. <laughs> I can feel it in the package. <laughs> Clara, ask me how many Christmas cards I got. How many Christmas cards you got? <laughs> ask me again! How many? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> how many Christmas cards you got? I got one! One? I got one. Maybe I didn't get none. Claire, you're from Europe, but doesn't count! <laughs> this isn't about you, Claire! And, and I don't give a shit. Anyway. But <laughs> no, you got okay. one? Who is it from? Um, my friend Eric. Eric, I love you, Eric. He uh, listens to the show sometimes. He's uh, my my like favorite person. We've known each other for ten years, and he's like one of my closest friends that mm-hmm. I've like managed to keep, you know. Uh, but he got me a Christmas card. <clears throat> but anywho, that plus it's the week before my period. I've been emotional, I and I know the people watching the YouTube are wondering why I'm wearing a Red Sox jersey, <laughs> and it's because <clears throat> anytime. I know that I'm about to like spaz or maybe spiral or go into like, go into a low. Mm-hmm. I need to do like nostalgic things for me. Okay. I, I like, I know I'm going to be bad for about five days, five to six days. I need to do things that are. You have to charge up on positive before you go. On yeah. To the well, more so I figured it out. The, the great part about freaking getting older is you get to find little like you get to Jimmy rig your brain a little bit, mm-hmm. like fool your brain, mm-hmm. fool the, the, the meat body. Mm-hmm. You know, no, listen to what I'm saying. I have to take care of you. You need to show up. Yep. You need to like sleep. Yeah, I need to sleep. I've been sleeping. You know, I've been doing well. I've been, I've been parenting myself very, very well. I now know that in order to get me back on track or to make sure that the low isn't that low. severe mm-hmm. is like eating sancocho con arroz blanco. Like oh. think, think things that make me feel like home, mm-hmm. like things that make me, it's something, I feel like that's a, that's a high, that's a, what's it called? A hijack? No, a hack, a hack. Like it's a, a quick little thing. Like for me, this jersey, you guys, this is the same oh. baseball jersey I used to wear like in high school. Wow. And I've kept it for years. I've preserved it really well. Are you still fit on it? Wow. Yeah. Oh, I had an eating disorder. Oh, I have a skinny, good. skinny little thing. I mean, I guess I'm small. Am I big? My, I have just big titties. You're not big, no. I just have big old boobs. Yeah, but everything else is It's nice. pretty small, yeah. So I think that's why I just managed to stay around. But you're around. tall, though. Yeah, I'm pretty tall. So it's a perfect combination. <laughs> Dope. The fact that we people get to we get to do stuff. We get to be our flawed selves. Mm-hmm. Now we, I like what yeah, I'm hearing. We get to just be who we are. This That's is right. who I am. That's right. And these are the things that I like to do for myself. And I'm sharing it on a mic because maybe it maybe it'll help someone else. And also, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Not now. Okay. Not not, nope. not that. Did I? You, too, was that too you, far? Yeah. You okay. throw out all the positive now. Okay. Sorry, Jake. <laughs> sorry. I'll make you cookies later. <laughs> I'll make you cookies. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, let's. Um, mm. I don't, I don't know. know. I have what? a question for you, though. Oh God! What, Clara? What, Clara? What, Clara? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Clara. Let's get into therapy mode because now oh, it God. makes me wonder. You know the reason why you're not getting as many cards as Jacob? What's his name again? Just it's Jake. Jake. Yeah. <laughs> you are working twenty four seven. For once, and the majority of your year, you don't, you're not a person that enjoys going out, socializing, like you enjoy being home. Mm-hmm. So that's what happens when you spend time with yourself a lot, you know, you don't cultivate relationships with people that send Christmas cards, which is not a negative thing. I don't know why you're like bleeding out your heart right now because... The problem is me. <laughs> You're right, Clara. You it's know not what? a problem. The problem is Listen, me. it's not a problem. It's not a problem. It's just when you understand the logic of the situation, then it's it's not sad that you're not receiving as many <clears throat> cards. That And also, what do those cards mean to you for this to not upset you, but like affect you so so much? Yeah, like, all jokes aside, I guess the fact that, like, Jake had 
there was love and intention behind each and every one of those cards. And not that I don't have love and uh, uh, intentional people around me. That's most certainly not the mm -hmm. case. It was just a reminder of maybe how lonely I really am, maybe. Okay. You know, because I've been really thing. lonely. Because you know, you know that... Uh, I don't know, like, I'm actually, I'm lying. I did receive one Christmas card. You, you know who it was? Bitch. You know who it was from? Right. Oh, it was for me. I'm a boyfriend, but... So it's not even... I guess I received half of it. Oh, my God. Wait, I just swore. Oh, it's not 2022 yet. We're <laughs> recording this. It's not 2022 yet, okay? It's still 2021. So the card was from your boyfriend? No. The card was for me and my boyfriend, for my boyfriend and I, from the people at the garage. Because I guess they were expecting a tip or something. So you also have to learn, not every postcard means love. Some of them are fucking promotional shit that they send you no! over Christmas. Yes. Yeah. It was from the Did people you... at the parking lot. That's oh what I'm saying. Gosh. So if you were picking up my mail, oh, look, she got, a, she got a Christmas card. It may have been uh, something else. Trust me. And honestly, who knows? Wait, what if one of those cards was like... You bastard son of a bitch. Merry Christmas. You haven't seen the kids in years. There you go. There right. you go. You never Wait, know what's in there. Give me my money back. By the way, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Could you imagine if that was one of the cards? That's what I'm saying. You never know really what's there. <laughs> like Jacob's actually like a drug mule. <laughs> like, And they're actually threatening him, but masking it as a Christmas card. <laughs> <laughs> That's as close to the Mexican cartel as I'll ever get. Okay. Time to start it. Uh, yes. All right, guys. Um, <laughs> let's uh, oh, wait. Plug. Pay, please become a patron. Help us out. We have a lot of dope content over there. We're reading a new book every month. Uh, I'll leave here what the book is. I don't know what it is this month currently, but I'm about to find out. Also, let us know. What would you like to see on Patreon? Oh, yes. Yes. Leave ideas in the comments, guys. Theor in theory, we're theoretically speaking... If, if we were to do another type, sh uh, podcast type show, what would you like to see? Or any kind of content if, for that matter. What would you like to see? Okay, sit on it, think about it, leave a comment below or DM either Clara and I. Mm -hmm. and yeah, let's feel it out because we may start doing that. But um, yeah, patreon.com forward slash Bible Brianda is our Patreon. Please support um, if you can, and if you can, it's okay. We got these episodes too. Mm -hmm. And now let's get into this week's story. This week, we are going to talk all about how the Lord is faithful. We're going to dive back into 2 Kings chapters 9 to 11. Wow, I feel like I haven't said chapters in a couple weeks <laughs> because the last couple weeks, you know, we've had guest episodes and the best of. So I'm sure a couple of us need a little bit of like a recap, a little jogging of the memory. Mm -hmm. So where we left off, we know that the Edomites and the Syrians have been beefing with not just the northern kingdom of Israel, but also with the south, Judah. They just got mad, especially the Edomites. We left off at uh, episode 41, 42, mm -hmm. uh, with conversations around this, this chapter. The Edomites and the Syrians are both sick of the, even they are sick of the leadership and the kingship in the north and the south, mm -hmm. uh, Israel and Judah. So before we begin, I want to reiterate that there were two kings named the same thing that was really confusing. Yep. I spoke to uh, my pastor and he said, dude, just use the names that they give you in the Bible. I'm trying to be super accurate. He was like, because in the Bible, they distinguish between the king of Israel being Joram, they just changed his name to Joram, and they left uh, King Jehoram, king of the, that was Judah, Jehoram. So mm. north is Joram, south is Jehoram. Capish, Capish. Now let's dive into some scripture to summarize what I just said, because the text is way more accurate than I could ever be, and anyone talking about the Bible could ever be. It's the actual text. Anywho, let's dive into 2 Kings chapter 8, verses 16 to 24. I may skip around for a time. Um, Jehoram, the son of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, began to reign, and he walked in the way of the kings of Israel, as the house of Ahab had done. For the daughter of Ahab was his wife, 
and he did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. Yet the Lord was not willing to destroy Judah for the sake of David his servant. In his days, Edom revolted from the rule of Judah and set up a king of their own. Then Joram, king of Israel, passed over to Zer, a city in Edom, with all his chariots and rose by night, and he and his chariot commanders struck the Edomites. So Edom revolted from the rule of Judah to this day. Okay, that was a little bit of a synopsis on their beef. Now, in the 12th year of Joram, the son of Ahab, king of Israel, Ahaziah, the son of Jehoram, king of Judah, began to reign. Clara, please put a map here to help uh, visualize the stuff that I'm saying. Ahaziah was 22 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned one year in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Athaliah. I, I, I hope I'm... This is, we're picking up where I left off. I'm just revising the information, that, reviewing the information we already know. Mm -hmm. His mother's name was Athaliah. She was a granddaughter of Omri, king of Israel. He also walked in the way of the house of Ahab, etc., etc. So here we have the king of Judah getting chummy chummy with the north. And that's how he blended the family. That's how he's Ahab are his in-laws, the Ahab family. Mm -hmm. Now, Popping back into scripture of 2 Kings chapter 8 for, in the review. He went with Joram, the son of Ahab, to make war against Haziel, king of Syria, at Ramoth-Gilead. And the Syrians wounded Joram. And King Joram returned to be healed in Jezreel of the wounds that the Syrians had given him at Ramah. You guys, this is chapter 8. But in today's episode, we're going to dive in to how Joram was shot and by whom. And if you're a new listener, you may still be confused. And it's, I totally get it. Like here at Bible Stories, we have people who've been listening since, you know, episode one. You know, they have just context, they have more information than, than you have right now. And that's fine. So if you're still confused after that baby recap, I would probably watch episode 41 and 42 to jog your memory a bit more. We also have a video there and a couple graphs. So I'd encourage you guys to do that. Cool? Mm -hmm. Now let's get into what we came here for. And that's to talk about what happens in chapter 9. So we started off and the prophets are ballers. I'm talking about, you know what? We, you already know how I feel about Elijah. Yep. But Elisha is really showing up. I mean, he trained him. You know, he really trained from the best of the best. Mm. And you see it with the way Elisha instructs others. Just off the top of chapter nine, that's what I have to say. Like, it, it's a funny, poor minds. Oh, what? Go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say, poor minds have this thing that they called BDB. Uh, don't ask me to... Just don't ask me to tell you what that means. Uh, big blank ballers, okay? okay? But in my brain, like... That, that it's about, that's an energy thing. It's about like it, an alpha, a dominant man. It's mm -hmm. not really about the blank, you know? In my eyes, prophets had that same energy, like a big baller prophet energy, you know, a big baller. Mm. You know, Wheezy put out a tweet the other day and it was like something about how the best millionaires are like, she, you know, Wheezy and money go hand in hand. <laughs> but, um, uh, she put us in a tweet of someone giving her advice saying, you need to be better at divvying up jobs. The biggest ballers know how to designate roles. How many times have I told you this? I know. How, the reason why you and me are not more successful? <sighs> you know what, Clara? <clears throat> We're not going to get into it right now. We're not going to let them know about our business meetings. <laughs> Anyways, um, but in this, in, in chapter nine, we see Elisha do that. Mm -hmm. Elisha is, receives the instruction from the Lord and he acts on it. That's the one that saved the guy from la lepra, no? Yes. Okay. Yes, this lake. is him, the leprosy. Mm -hmm. um, well, the, Elisha instructs uh, one of his uh, kind of like students, one of his pro prophet prodigies, I guess, mm -hmm. if you will to go and grab a man named Jehu and anoint him as the next 
king of Israel oh. in the north. Because we know that the north right now is infiltrated by the family of Ahab. Mm -hmm. And Elijah put out a prophecy years before saying that the family of Ahab needs to be needs to die. Mm -hmm. They are the corruption, like essentially. I'm I'm interpreting a Brianda way, okay? The the Bible has different ver uh, verbiage and you should still read it. As per the instruction of the young prophet to Jehu, he is to fear God, follow the commandments, kill every descendant of King Ahab and to destroy all Baal worshipers and Baal idols. That is what Jehu has been instructed to do. That is Jehu's responsibility. Capiche? Sorry about that, guys. This is actually um, an hour later. Uh, we had to pause the show because we were on Zoom with our patrons, our Bible babes on Patreon. We do an end of the month Zoom every month and we review the book that we read that month. This past December was the book of Matthew in the New Testament. And Clara, insert photo here. What a cute bunch of babes, if I do say so myself. Uh, if you guys want to be a part of that, join the Patreon. We had a good time. Um, also, what? I think it's important for you to say for your agnostic or non-believers listeners, the book club is not always reading chapters of the Bible. Oh, yes, yes, so yes. We did the Alchemist last month. So. Yes, we did the Alchemist in November. And then before that, it was letters to a young poet. So I, I, I want to read more. Like, oh, I want to read more. So, and I want to watch good documentaries. I want my 2022 to be comprised of that. So we, the, the, the last month was a gospel. We have, we have to take a vote. Only the patrons can vote on what our next book is. Mm -hmm. But if you guys want to be a part of that and get to Zoom your girl, then go ahead and do that if you want. Listen, don't say I didn't tell you. Anyways, we're out. I don't even know where I left off in this story. Oh, we were talking about Jehu. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, my man Jehu. We already learned a lot about Jehu uh, in uh, Chronicles in the last episodes, because remember what we said? It's the same story on different channels. Mm -hmm. Like the Book of Kings, the 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 stories are a lot more, you know, descriptive and like va va a Netflix series. Mm -hmm. Whereas in Chronicles, we're hearing the story from a different angle and it's more like MSNBC. If it sounds like we're restarting the episode, it's because we are, guys. Sorry, got to wind up. Uh, but... We left off and Elisha's uh, young prophet, his protege, or protege, had been instructed to find Jehu and tell him, yo, you're the new, you're the new king of Israel mm -hmm. now, and this is your, the message, which I may have already said before, but I'm going to repeat myself. Go ahead. Jehu is to obey the commands of the Lord, kill off all of the descendants of Ahab. I'm talking about every single one. That is not to be interpreted any other way. And uh, destroy any uh, Baal. Baal worshiper worshipers or idols, any statues that worship Baal, all of that. Bye-bye. That was Jehu's mission. And of course, obey the commands, obey the commandments, and uh, obey the Lord, fear, the, fear God, all that beautiful stuff. Mm-hmm. And Jehu, the second he was anointed, he hit the ground running. I'm talking about he had he he was like low key the king already. And make by the way, Joram is already in the north. He's the fake king now, uh, essentially. And Ahaziah is the king in mm -hmm. uh in in the south. In the south. But guess what? Jehu is has launched such a great positive campaign on himself that he ends up charming people. He's charismatic because anyone who's touched by the Lord is charisma charismatic. Mm -hmm. It's like, what does this person got? And news gets gets by, gets around about Jehu's, you know, uh, who is this Jehu? You know? He was, you know what? He was like Barack Obama in 2008. Like he had a smile on him, I bet, you know? Mm -hmm. So he ends up uh, coordinating some kind of, you know, meetup, a link up 
with King Joram and King Ahaziah. Because King Joram and King Ahaziah, they're bonded by their in-laws. You know, they're kind of families. Mm -hmm. They're chummy, right? They end up being like, all right, let's meet up with Jehu. Let's see what's good. And Joram hits up Jehu and he's like, do you bring peace? He's trying to suss him out. Like, what's going on here? Because mm. there can only be one king. And Jehu was like, yeah, and that king is me. And Jehu mercs Joram and Ahaziah on the same day. What? A blow in between the shoulders, piercing right through the heart. Ooh, let's go into some scripture for context. Mm. Okay, we're going to go to 2 Kings chapter 9, verses 21 to 26. I may skip around for time, but Clara, please put the transcriptions below. Mm-hmm. Then Joram, king of Israel, and Ahaziah, king of Judah, set out to each in his chariot and went to meet Jehu and met him at the property of Naboth, the Jezreelite. Oh, you guys remember Naboth, the guy with the vineyard um, that uh, uh, um, uh, Queen Jezebel killed for mm, because yeah. Ahab was like, baby, this man won't give me his vineyard. And she was like, baby, I got you uh-huh. covered. Well, when when Jezebel killed Neboth, that's when the Lord said, oh, you guys are no good. In fact, that was the marker that uh, 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 catapulted Elijah to say, by the way, you guys are all going to die. This was years before Elijah had prophesied this. Mm -hmm. But just like Lord always says, Lord always fulfills his promises, including the ones ones that may not be as flowery. You can see yourself there. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Clara. Clara, I'm so grateful for you. Oh, I'm grateful for you. Makes me cry. No, don't Sometimes. cry. We have to finish the episode first. Then you can cry all you want. I know. I'm <laughs> so grateful for you. Oh. oh, no, no. Chicken wings. You have to. Uh, what are you having for dinner? Think about other things. Where are you buying the grocery store? Oh my God. Broccoli. I don't know where my um. Oh my God. No. I know. I know. I know. No. I'm so. What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? I'm getting my period next week, and I'm having an episode. I'm trying to say I love you because they didn't hear the girl talk that we had before, and it was beautiful. I know it was, but stop it. We gotta okay. finish this episode. I know we gotta finish. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I'm trying to freaking find my thingy. No encuentro. Ay, coño, whatever. Okay, back into the scripture. And when Joram saw Jehu, he said, is it peace, Jehu? He answered, what peace can there be so long as the whorings and the sorceries of your mother Jezebel are so many? Then Joram reigned about and fled, saying to Ahaziah, treachery, oh, Ahaziah, treachery. He's saying, no, this is not a good meeting. We shouldn't have done this. <laughs> and Jehu drew his bow with his full strength and shot Joram between the shoulders so that the arrow pierced his heart and he sank in his chariot. Jehu said to Bitkar, his aide, take, take him up and throw him on the plot of the ground belonging to Naboth, uh, Naboth the Jezreelite. Mm-hmm. For remember when you and I rode side by side behind Ahab, his father, how the Lord made his pronouncement against him. As surely as I saw yesterday the blood of Naboth and the blood of his sons, declares the Lord, I will repay you on this plot of the ground, fulfilling what Elijah had said before. And that's how Jehu, dude, Jehu's got so many bodies. He is executing the Lord's plan to a T. He's murked. Joram, he murked Ahaziah. He also murked, if you guys remember from episode 41, he also killed Jezebel. Remember by mm-hmm. throwing her off the window? The that window. was Jehu. We're just, remember, it's just a different angle. Mm-hmm. So we're learning more about this from Jehu's, Jehu's point of view instead of Jezebel in her lingerie, like at the window before the eunuchs pushed her off, right? Um, I know I know Jehu's murked somebody else. Uh, point of the story is he's executing the tasks almost to a T. The next thing he does, because he single-handedly annihilated the, the kings, the mm-hmm. people, he did that. But that's not the mission alone. The mission is to kill off every single descendant of Ahab. So now Jehu's got to get a little bit more 
tactful mm-hmm. with how he's going to accomplish this. Mm-hmm. And boy, does he get creative. He ends up sending a letter to a bunch of Sumerians okay. in Israel saying, uh, so you have heard, I'm sure you heard the news. Your kings are dead. I urge you guys to grab your fittest, your best leaders to take over. They can be king. That's what the letter said. This is Jehu doing some psychological stuff on him. And all the people go, okay, we'll do it. So you know what they do? They literally, so in the letter, I think um, Jehu said something along the lines of kill your master's head. Anyone who, basically anyone who worshiped, uh, who worshiped Baal, who were chummy with Ahab, those people, cut their heads off and bring them to me. Tell me how they were like 70 heads showed up to Jehu. They did that. He didn't even offer money in exchange for heads or anything? Nope, they did it because they they were scared. I mean, I mean I'm sure they were scared and also some they believed in Yahweh, they knew who the Lord was. Mm-hmm. But most I mean, I can imagine like I'd be just scared of Jehu, you know? That happened. So that 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 automatically was a, a plus for Jehu. Kind of like the job got done for him yeah. by himself. It just happened. Easy, um easy. he sends a second uh Sorry. I had to interrupt the show. Look, Are you tired of not knowing what stocks to invest in? Or even where to begin? Then join the Red Panda Stock Club, babes. Started by Ian Dunlap, or as we all know him as the master investor, or from his contributions every week with Earn Your Leisure. There are a lot of people talking about investing, but none of them have the track record that Ian has. The proof is in the pudding. He called to invest in Moderna at 43 in April of 2020, and now it's at 408, which is an 820% return. Once you join the Red Panda Stock Club, here's what you'll get. The four best stocks to invest in for long term, the best entries on the planet, a year's worth of the best companies to invest in, the worst companies to stay away from, unlimited access to Red Panda for 365 days, and lastly, You also get a weekly meeting from Ian and the Red Panda family every Monday night at 9 p.m. Central, Aftermarket Mondays. Baby, if you're tired of getting your behind kicked in the market or simply want to learn where to begin with all the tools at your disposal, Red Panda is the place for you. Go to joinredpanda.com and enter the code BIBLE to get 50% off the next two weeks. It's easy as that, babes. Clara, grab the champagne. Back to the show. Let's dive into some scripture to talk about what was in that second letter that Jehu sent the Sumerians. Okay, we're going to go into 2 Kings chapter 10, verses 6 to 7. Then Jehu wrote to them a second letter saying, if you are on my side and if you are ready to obey me, Take the heads of your master's sons and come to me at Jezreel tomorrow at this time. Now the king, oh, and by the way, Jezreel is a, is an area in, um, in Israel, just BT dubs. I'm sure most of you knew that already, but for the people that didn't. Back to scripture. Now the king's sons, 70 persons were with the great men of the city who were bringing them up. And as soon as the letter came to them, they took the king's sons and slaughtered them, 70 persons, and put their heads in baskets and sent them to him in Jezreel. Let's talk about that kind of power. Wow. And as if that wasn't scary enough, Jehu further commits to this mission plan. He, it's like Mission Impossible right now. He's Tom Cruise. <laughs> he ends up being like a secret CIA agent. He ends up dressing up like a Baal worshiper. No. And you want to know why, Clara? He ends up dressing up like a Baal worshiper so that he can fool people into congregating and he doesn't want to kill the believers of the Lord. So he ends up putting up a ruse because he's cunning. We know he's what? cunning. Cunning is como, again, like charismatic. He's mm. very uh, Attract- charming, attracts, cunning. Yeah, 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 to be cunning is to be like, yeah, like charming in this way. You're swift with words, if you will. Mm-hmm. And he does this so that he can 
so we can get all of the Baal worshipers, the last ones that that are there, because again, it's not just about Ahab's descendants, it's about all Baal worshipers. Mm -hmm. He ends up gathering a whole like church full, it wasn't called a church back then, mm -hmm. but um, uh, enclosed area with Baal worshipers and mercs all of them. And this packed, the packed house, packed house, from, from one end of the room to another, he kills them all. Wow. And then he ends up making that uh, that area into an outpost. That what used to be a Baal worshiping church house, he ends up burning it down and it ends up becoming an outpost. What's an outpost? An outpost is like a, um, an, uh, I feel like if I say something and it's wrong, it's gonna really annoy I'll me. I'll just Google it, don't worry. Oh, um, I didn't fart, I swear, I would tell you if I did. You already know that. I mean, just kidding, girls don't fart. Yes, we do. No, we don't. Yes, we do, and it smells like roses. I just don't think that um, air comes out of there. Well, I don't know about you, but mine does. Nope, um, actually, I would. Yes. I don't wanna ever have my man see me fart, ever. Oh, honey, you'll get over I this I was shit. thinking the other you'll day. You'll get over this shit. Clara. Can you imagine holding your farts for the rest of your life? Hell no. I mean, unless he catches me, little sneaky. But listen, you'll get there, and it's gonna be beautiful. The moment you 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 have la confianza to just. Oh no, beautiful. I'm never gonna get that confident. I during the break, as you guys know from the beginning, I was alone. I didn't do my eyebrows in like five days. I didn't tweeze my chin hair. I was like out here, and in my head, I went, "Someone's gonna have to love this." And they someone's will. gonna have to why love is it, me. Why is it not lovable? In my bonnet. And my why chin hair. Why is it not lovable? Do you love me less when I have my mustache grown? <laughs> yeah, I do actually. Honestly, you should get you should do something about that, Clara. It's been a lot. I, I'm happy that you brought it up. Actually, I've been meaning to talk to you about it because on camera, it's looking like Claro. Claro, Carlitos, Carlitos popping up sometimes. But hey, it is what it is. We're human, you know. Oh, okay, we're I'm ready now. Jay who is el hombre de la hora. 10 out of 10, right? Wrong. Oh boy. Because they always fall. They always fall. <laughs> now they really always fall. Another one we lost. Uh but here's the thing. It's a different angle to a similar uh Kind of like human failing characteristic example. But this is a new lens. Where is God in the story? Okay. So even though Jehu accomplished a major part of his tasks, like if he had a to-do list, he had, he had about eight out of the 10 tasks. If I hit one of the to-do tasks on me, I'm like, oh God, I'm done for the week. <laughs> Oh, I finally did my dishes. I'm good. Honestly, housework is not for me. Anywho, he did a lot, except Jehu left two Baal golden calves. In purpose? It was intentional. Uh, Let's hop into scripture and then we can talk because this is a, I would love to dissect this with you. We're going to go to 2 Kings, chapter 10, verses 30 to 31. And the Lord said to Jehu, Because you have done well in carrying out what is right in my eyes, and have done to the house of Ahab according to all that was in my heart, your sons of the fourth generation shall sit on the throne of Israel. But Jehu was not careful to walk in the law of the Lord, the God of Israel, with all his heart. He did not turn from the sins of Jeroboam, which he made Israel to sin. There are a couple things here that I wanna note. It confirms, again, the checkoffs on the to-do list, but here we have what he did wrong or what this fault was. Jehu was not careful to walk in the law of the Lord. He was so meticulous and cautious when it came to destroying people. But he wasn't quite as careful and cautious when it came to destroying idols. Hmm. And, and I mean, it suggests, you know, Jehu fell to sin. 
It's it, it says the text says it. With uh, uh, he f- he did not turn from the sins of Jeroboam, which he made Israel to sin. And yet the Lord still fulfilled the promise that he that he kept to him though. Hmm. How's that? Well, has Let's, it happened before or after in the Bible where the God, God promises something if you achieve X, Y, Z, and they only achieve X, Y, girl, and he still gives The biggest it? promise of all. Well, my man, JC Jesus. Say, yo, my man. Hosanna, I've been saved. Ooh, my Lord. Like, that's one major one. But I want to know, or uh, and, and there are others. Let me think about it. Uh, um, no, as long as you that. know that there are others, of course, like, like that's what I'm asking. Because, well, here's the thing: the, the God today was the same God back then. Mm. Is the same God every time? Mm. God understands our hearts today the way He did during the time of Jehu and Joram and Ahaziah and Athaliah. Mm. You know, but uh, I guess I, I, w- this is a good point that maybe you guys could pause the podcast and think about it, but I want to look at this from the lens of what is it about false idols that have this weird grasp on our hearts, even the ones that obey even partially? Oh, you think, I just it just occurred to me, you think maybe it's like... Wow, how do I put this in words? <clears throat> right? This is deep. Do you think maybe, like, what's his name again? Jo- jo- again. Jehoram? Yeah. That's the guy who's killing people, right? Oh, Jehu. Jehu, Jehu. Jehu. Right. So do you think maybe people like Jehu, let's say they have like a 90% of faith in God, but their faith is not 100% true, so there's this thing about, you call it false idols, that is scary to them because it's like, oh, wait, what if my God is not the real one and now I'm fucking up? Like, what if if, if this other false or idol is super powerful as well? And it's <clears> like, maybe that's like, do you know what I mean? Like his faith is not as pure towards <clears throat> God. I don't know. I hear you. I hear, I hear you. And I understand how you could come to that conclusion. It makes uh, logical like, sense. Oh, just in case. It makes logical sense. But I don't, uh, again, you know, like things of the spirit. Okay. You can't. And we're just riffing here. Mm-hmm. I believe Jehu to be a man of faith. But. And I don't view him any less faithful or God-fearing. I think... I just f- believe that we humans have these like factory settings that for whatever reason, I mean, maybe it was the original sin, like, uh, you know, for whatever reason, we're drawn to it. And we may not even consciously know, but it causes division and distance from God. But I but we understand that the Lord knows our hearts and loves us anyway in spite of our that factory setting, the fact that we're all sinners, the fact that none of us, the fact that none of us are 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 gonna be perfect ever. You know? Like that makes sense. And it, I'm just like something's coming to my brain right now and i don't know if it's a little go un poco bestia go say but i'm thinking what if jehu was a serial killer and then when it came to killing people it was something that he was driven to yeah. do and it like como que he was feeding his like serial killer side of it but then when it came to killing idols como que he wasn't so interested in it you know because like his thing was killing people I mean, it's, I know it's a book of best, a, a little. No, 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 no. I, I, I believe that the Lord uses people intentionally, and He uses you with, in all your complexities. Like I couldn't kill a fly. Well, a fly I can your kill because they're 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 annoying. But uh, I couldn't kill uh, any animal that has meat. I can. 
like I just I can't. So he would, in that case, God would not use me because I would fail at killing one person. But if someone is driven to killing people, sure. then hey, it no, could no, be no. a good tool, you know? We just saw, we just, the, the, the chapters of Second Kings chapters 9 through 11, I just went through some of them, but no, it's very evident that Jehu had all the makings of, like he was a slaughterhouse. There you he, go. he just knew, but he was motivated by the Lord. Like that, that was his instruction. That was the instruction. The instruction was that, was it extreme? You betcha. But even, but it's executing the Lord's plan is not always going to be cute and pretty. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, you know, so that, you're right. Maybe. You know, the killing is wrong, but now the Lord not only gave me permission, but asked me to call, to kill all these people. So it's like, yes, let's kill it. But you also have to get rid of these idols. But now this is not as motivating for you because you're into killing people, not. Okay, so. Clara, where is God in the story? Let's 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 uh, step away from that portrait just so we can see a bigger grasp of the On image. killing and then failing at killing the. What you just said. Let's. Faith. Where is God in this story? Where could He potentially be, as opposed to? Uh, oh, I think I know. Hit me. Like you said, God loves. I don't want to say us because I'm not included. I, like, I know I'm included for you, but you I don't it. believe in God. But like, mm -hmm. loves everyone for who they are. And that includes people's flaws and, and bad things, you know, like bad characteristics. So that could be God in the story. Even though he was flawed and a big flaw. For sure. You like killing people. That's for like, sure. That, that's... Big shit right there. I, I don't know why I feel resistance to that. I, I, I tried to humanize him to, to have a conversation with you, hmm. but I don't, I don't, that doesn't sit right with me either. I really do believe that Jehu loved the Lord. So I don't think if it was a part, if it wasn't his calling, he wouldn't be murking uh, uh, thousands of people, hundreds of people. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, uh, because a lot of us are prone to do th things or grow up in towns and areas where on paper we should be a statistic, but we are not. We push, we, we don't succumb to it. That's what, that's literally what, you know, obedience is. You know, we have these urges, we clock the urges and we don't do it. You know, I just, it doesn't sit right with, uh, in, in an effort to humanize him for us to have a conversation, mm -hmm. I was saying, yeah, 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 but I don't view it that way. I view it as he had a he made a covenant promise with Jehu specifically, and that was his specific plan, and he was going to do everything in his power to do it. But he didn't. We all, I think, I th he didn't. He didn't. You're right. He didn't. There was he wasn't but he quite still as, got the reward. Uh, the prom, yeah, the Lord promised him. The Lord promised him that his sons were going to be in place, that he was going to be set. You're right. The Lord is faithful always. The Lord promised him that. Yeah, but he didn't do what he was supposed to do. Like he kind of like really didn't earn it. Uh, well, we don't earn the Lord's good graces. Like we no, don't, no, we don't but earn like the Lord that. said, "I'll promise you this the, 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 if you kill them." It's a gift. Them. It's a gift from the Lord. It's a gift. Right, but he's is a gift that you get because he asked you something, but you didn't do what he asked you. So now, but he did do what he asked him. Oh. Just like we were talking about in our Zoom with the patrons. The Lord knows our hearts. Because I fundamentally understand that we uh, any God-fearing person has a, a relationship with God. They go on dates together. Mm -hmm. They understand one another. They know your hearts. They know your defectos. I know that my defectos of who, who I'm dating or my friends or whatever. And I love them anyways. Mm -hmm. Because I empathize with them and I understand them, and if I don't understand, I, I I I ask them to have me to help me out so I understand them further. I think the Lord does that with us even more intensely. Jehu's not perfect. Who is? None of us are. Only one is, and that's Jesus. <laughs> I hope I I really believe that to be the truth, and that knowledge of this ideal being the quintessential perfection, and it doesn't lie in me at all and far removed. That, that relationship does wonders for someone's life. It restores that understanding that I am a, 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 so small. 
so small and unimportant into the compared to the grand scheme of things. And so now, but with this time that I have now, I'm gonna try and be, do everything as possible, as much as I can. Even if my heart goes astray because it did yesterday and it may again tomorrow. I'm gonna try, mm. it's in an effort to try. But that, that, that ideal of perfection is the best motivator and builder of faith, you know? There's one perfection, there's one idea of perfection, perfect synchronicity and poetry and colors and all that. You know how sometimes it feels almost poetic and uh, serendipitous and that level of perfection can never be found in me, babes. So where do you think God is in the story? Well, I guess let's hop into moral of the story and I'll tell you a little bit more about it. Okay. Moral of the story is, we're gonna fall short, babes. That's right, I said it. We are imperfect by nature. Even when we're semi-obedient, the Lord knows what's up. I mean, let's talk about Jehu. This guy made sure to kill all the evil people of Israel, but still kept those two golden calves up. I guess that's what these false idols really represent. It's less about the idol itself and more about the flaws revealed in our hearts through said idols. And the text says, Jehu later developed a sinful heart. And guess what? The Lord still blessed Jehu, even though he fell short. The Lord is a faithful Lord. He keeps his promises to us 100% of the time, even when we're not 100% faithful back. He knows our hearts and he sees us. He sees our struggles and he loves us anyway. You know, another name for the Lord is El Roy, which means the God who sees me. Yeah, that name sure is fitting for a king. <gasps> Ooh! Hey, Father, how'd I do? Oh, aw, thanks. Yeah, man, look at my shirt. Like the true Dominican I am, okay? Big poppy, big poppy daddy. Anyways, he loves you. I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't love baseball. I don't know much about sports anyways. Bye. Uh, not you, no, go, I'm, I'm not done with you though, actually. Thank <music> you.